Why am I doing this? Why am I talking about this now? Well, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to think about what else we can be doing and where else we can think about going to see what else is out there for us. My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings, everyone. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 142. So as we move towards yet another financial crisis to hit the West in modern times, it should come as no surprise to you that more African descent people from Western countries are making the decision to leave Western shores and go look-see what life could be like living in an African country. So in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about the top five African countries our people are visiting and why. Why am I doing this? Why am I talking about this now? Well, I think it's time. It's time for us to think about what else we can be doing and where else we can think about going to see what else is out there for us. There are generations of us, us being African descent adults who have spent most of our adult lives in the UK. There are generations of us born between the 50s and the 80s, who have a completely different life experience, which to me has been historically dying a death under the pressures of racism and all its social manifestations. I'm a child of that era and I remember when life just felt better and there was so much more to look forward to. Now, As the outcomes for the generations of that era begin to look much more bleak, I just find that there is a need to do more to stimulate mind, body and spirit into creating those good times again. Because those feelings of joy, of hope, of prosperity and well-being are well known to lift moods and prolong life. And one of the best ways to capture those life-lifting feelings 
is through travelling. Now, let's be clear here. The countries in Africa that black people would travel to are very different in the most to the countries in Africa that everyone else visits. And research clearly shows that this is because when Africans from the West visit African countries, we are doing more than just enjoying a holiday or tanning ourselves and reading books by the pool. Nah, what we are doing is also immersing ourselves in particular countries. We are spending time with local people and we're almost imagining what life would be like if we lived there. And so it will come as no surprise to you that the numbers of African descent people who end up moving or black-sitting, as it's more commonly termed, who end up black-sitting to African countries that they first visited, well, those numbers have skyrocketed in the last decade, especially when you think about the background to those numbers. Like, for example, the 2018 survey in the USA, or more commonly called USA, as we call it in Malawi. The survey that was done in USA showed that 35% of African Americans were thinking about moving abroad. But in the UK, there's nothing. Nothing about black people leaving the UK, yet this is happening in greater numbers than ever before. Nothing about the increase in black tourism to African countries and nothing about the huge numbers of black people from the UK who are now living double lives, spending parts of their time in African countries and visiting the UK during the warmer months. Something which is not new. Our parents started this trend with Caribbean countries long before there ever was a Channel 4 Wanted Down Under series. It's just that nobody really cares about what black people are doing in the UK. And there's a whole argument around why that might be the case, which I might return to in a future episode. But clearly for our generation, there's nothing written. Nothing, nothing, nothing. When you look online... The web is dominated by negative stories about black people in the UK, like African and African-Caribbean immigrants coming into the UK, like stories about HIV, as if we are the main carriers of HIV or the ones making the most drain on the National Health Service because of HIV, like where the most Africans and Caribbeans live in the UK and the underhanded attempts to link this to crime and safety, and on and on it goes. Nothing else is out there, and it's a disgrace. When you enter simple search information about this subject, you quite rightly get lots of information about African-American travel experiences. But then, the next set of information is about white travellers who live in other countries, who are neatly called expats, and not immigrants, which of course they are. And so clearly here, what I see is one area where we need to get writing about our travel experiences. And I say this because the great African proverb comes to mind for me, which is that until the lions have their own historians, the history of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. So here is my attempt 
to glorify the lions by sharing with you the top five African countries that we are black sitting to. At number five is Rwanda. Rwanda, you know. Rwanda. This country has one of the fastest growing tourism industries in Africa and has a wealth of knowledge and help guides for Africans visiting and thinking about living in Rwanda. I know that recently Rwanda's reputation has become somewhat sullied by the country's seeming association with the UK's plan to ship refugees to Rwanda. And I've been asking myself, why Rwanda? Why has Rwanda agreed this with the UK? And why now? Prior to this mess, Rwanda had one of the most interesting packages on offer for Africans from the West who wanted to live, work or set up businesses in Rwanda. And I know many people who took up those offers and are raving about the country. So foolishness aside, Rwanda remains an exciting country to be in because there is so much development there following the genocidal events of 1994 that plunged the country to its lowest depths. In 2017, for example, Rwanda was voted the number one emerging destination for travellers and it continues to live up to its billing. Black visitors to the country have increased year on year and report feeling really well treated and really safe in the country. And they experience Rwanda as being warm, friendly and totally inviting to them. So much so that there were more organised tours to Rwanda in 2019 before Covid hit than there had been in the previous five years. And in December 2020, with COVID still in the air, dozens of African people from USA, the UK and other countries, alongside the Minister of State for Rwanda, Professor Nshuti Manase, well, they held a ceremony to mark the process of this group of people confirming their intention to settle in Rwanda. It was a big public national event. When looking at Rwanda, the main attractions are the breathtaking scenery, which rivals any modern Western country. There's also Rwanda's commitment to exercise and healthy living, which is supported by a car-free day every month, which is mandated by the government. Then there's the country's commitment to monthly community service called Umuganda, which means community work and coming together in common purpose to achieve an outcome. And then there's the complete ban on plastic bags, which makes Rwanda one of the cleanest countries in the world. And then there's the prioritisation of conservation and also the investment in local art, which is promoted throughout the country. Rwanda is definitely on my list of countries to visit because I want to see what all the fuss is about for myself. At number four is Tanzania. The amount of people I know who have taken trips to Dar es Salaam, the Tanzanian capital, is getting too many to mention. They love it there and several people I know have bought land there and intend to black sit out of the UK 
and the USA and live there. And they're not alone. Thousands of Africans from the West visit Tanzania every year. And of those, many decide to take the plunge and live there. And when asked why, they say it's because of the friendliness and kindness of the people and that that makes it easier for them to fit in and adapt. They talk about the low cost of living, which allows them to own land and live comfortable lives, which includes creating their own jobs and creating jobs for local people. African repats talk about there being lots of opportunities for children and in particular for those families that move with their children. And finally, they talk about the climate and the wonderful nature and beaches in Tanzania. One African-American family were asked what it was about Tanzania that made them so happy to live there. Here's what one of the family members said. It's blackness. That's the best part. I love seeing blackness. I love that people speak to me in Swahili without hesitation. I love being referred to by strangers as sister. I love that the billboard advertisements on the streets are reflections of me. I love turning on the television and seeing people who look like me. I love that my children get to experience all of this and that this will be the norm for them as they grow up. Now, I can really get with this because that statement right there resonates so strongly for me. The main attractions about Tanzania are its top-rated visitor sites in the world with the island of Zanzibar, Mount Kilimanjaro and the Serengeti National Park, to name a few. Tanzania also boasts some of the most breathtaking scenery and landscapes in the world. And a personal favourite of mine is that Tanzania also boasts some of the most beautiful crystals in the world, mined directly from its own deep mines. And with a crystal of its own called Tanzanite, as a trained crystal healer, you can see why I would be stoked about this. At number three is Kenya. Kenya has long since been on the top of people's travel lists because it was and remains one of those countries that attracts tourists. And so there has always been a lot of glossy and easily accessible information about Kenya and about tourism, albeit that most of that information is targeted at white tourism. But behind all of this is a growing number of Africans from outside the continent who are quietly using this information to visit and long stay in Kenya, with a number of those travellers then taking the decision to stay in Kenya. Kenya has also become an attractive place to live for younger African descent people living in Western countries. Why? because Kenya has one of the most diversified economies in East Africa, which includes a really healthy tech sector, which alongside countries like Nigeria, is very attractive to tech-savvy younger generations of African descendants who live in the West, because they find it much easier to find work in Nairobi 
But in addition to this, I've also equally found it easier to start and grow tech startups in Nairobi, the capital of Kenya. Many black people also feel that the modern look and feel of certain parts of Kenya make the transition from living in the West to Kenya much easier. And this may well be the reason why Africans from the West are flocking there in huge numbers. At number two is of no surprise to me. It's the Gambia. What's not to love about this beautiful country on the west coast of Africa? I've visited the country twice and I absolutely love it there. I spent a lot of time talking about my experiences in the Gambia in podcast episode 130 and I've put the link to that episode into the show notes for this episode to invite you to listen to the episode if you haven't already done so. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. The key things I learned about the Gambia is that it has one of the largest active African descent expat communities I have ever seen. And I say me because I've travelled to several African countries and I've researched a whole bunch of other countries. Having that expat community is just what you need when you are moving to a new country and starting a new life there. Hearing the different accents from Burning Strong, from London, from Nottingham and other southern areas of the UK, alongside accents from various states from USA, it's really a wonderful experience and one of the best examples of what can be achieved by communities working together to support each other and help each other make a life there. And you can see these achievements in the support available for expats to buy land in the Gambia. You can see it in the houses being built by expats for other expats to rent and buy. It's in the businesses being set up to serve expat communities and local communities and also to provide employment to local Gambians. And finally, where would we be without the ability to dance? And even this is catered for in the social events created by expats for expats and anyone else that chooses to join in. The Gambia really does offer the complete package, despite being the smallest country in Africa. And I can tell you that were my feet not firmly planted in Malawi, the Gambia would certainly be giving my heart a call. And finally, at number one, that is the number one country that Africans from the West are moving to, well, it's the huge giant of Ghana. Again, I did a podcast episode on Ghana very early on in the life of this podcast, in podcast episode 15, in fact. And you'll also find the link to that episode in the show notes for this episode. Just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the links clearly marked out. So what's not to love about Ghana? Ghana has probably worked the hardest at romancing Africans from the West to come to Ghana 
and the country spent millions of cities in 2019 to attract Africans in Western countries to its year of return event, which was a mix of rematriation events focused on restoration of birthrights, citizenship and getting land. There were historical events in there and also events around investment and business opportunities. Ghana was also one of the first countries to wholeheartedly harness the knowledge, skills and spending power of Africans in the West. And in return for attracting people to Ghana, Ghana boasts at being the third happiest nation in Africa, behind Mauritius and Cameroon. And as the third happiest nation... Ghana does really well to African descent people from the West to obtain the necessary permits for us to live, work and start businesses in Ghana. Really, Ghana has been at this courtship of Africans from the West for longer than any other country in the African continent. And now, as a result of the successes Ghana has made, other African countries are beginning to sit up and take notice because there are benefits to this courtship and Ghana has gained in those benefits from this courtship and other countries want a piece of the action. If you're looking for a country to start your journey of interest to go look-see, you would be hard-pressed to find a better start than going to Ghana. And if you're interested, I'll even put links to Aga Tours in the show notes. Aga Tours is a 16-year-old veteran UK tour company run by African descent people. And they are very experienced at running tours, not just to Ghana, but to several African countries. And as luck would have it, they are planning a tour to Ghana in October 2022. So you can go to the end of the show notes and find the link there if you're interested in going. And there you have it. My top five countries that Africans from the West are black sitting to. But make no mistake, other countries like Senegal, Ethiopia and Malawi are fast coming up in the ranks with some really exciting things being planned for Malawi in particular, which I hope to tell you about in future episodes. If you want to be the first to know, then scroll down to the show notes and join my social media groups where you will get early access to the information. There's no doubt that in the last decade, more African people have taken the plunge and have travelled to African countries to see what else could be possible for them. And the nearly one million visitors that arrived in Ghana in 2019 for the Ghana Year of Return events, well, that clearly tells us that black people in the West are yearning for something else that has the ability to lift spirits and deliver the surety, security, economic stability and positive life outlooks that we are looking for. We want the same as every other people on the planet. And as I hope I've demonstrated in this episode, 
we have to become our own lions to get it. If you're looking for some additional inspiration, remember you can download my free Best Life Starter Pack, which gives you lots of interesting checklists and tips about things you can do now to give you a starting point of considering what you might need to do to plan your own black sit. To download the pack, which gives you everything you need to get started, go to livingyourbestlifeinafrica.com forward slash pack. That's livingyourbestlifeinafrica.com forward slash pack. All one word. And remember that Africa is spelled with a K. I'll also put that link to the pack in the show notes for this episode. Again, just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the links clearly marked out. Finally, if this episode ignites something in your spirit, don't ignore it. Instead, give yourself the gift of going and having a look at what is out there and what is possible for you. You never know. You might be pleasantly surprised. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha. And for this week, I'm out. Out.